DJ PK in the morning brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. It is time for the question of the day. How are these NBA teams able to keep winning playoff games without their best players? How is this happening? Jonathan says, because they're playing teams who are also without their best players. The Suns are the only healthy ones, and I think typing the sentence just popped Chris Paul's shoulder out again. It did not. It didn't? No, he's good to go. Good news for Phoenix. It's probably something, too, that you're playing another team that isn't healthy. Certainly the Suns benefited that from that in the Lakers series as both teams traded injuries. Chris Paul with the pinched nerve in his shoulder and then Anthony Davis getting hurt later in the series. There's probably a little bit to that. Obviously, some of these teams have benefited from their depth playing a lot better. If Next there's a guy little up bit to that. it, then that means there's a lot of it that isn't to it. Yes, because other players have played better for some of these teams. Yeah. The guys who are healthy, stepping up, filling the gap, all that kind of stuff. Certainly, there have been examples where both teams have had injuries. So that is a piece of the puzzle. But then, who replaces those guys and how well do those guys do? And obviously, in the Jazz Clipper series, and both teams had guys hurt or guys missing, but guys like Morris had big series, had big games. Stepped in and filled in. And conversely, the other teams who lost didn't. Did not. Didn't have the bench guy suddenly going for 22 and playing big minutes. Does it reduce the ability to say, well, you and your one leg, which I think is ridiculous, Mitchell was able to play, uh, and Conley, does it reduce that as an excuse? Because I think it does. It reduces it. Nothing to eliminate it. Reduces is a good word. And you always wonder if you are healthy, but lots of teams aren't healthy. And if that has ever been more clear, lots of teams have injuries in the playoffs. And there's lots of historical examples. And this year, we're just getting swamped by all the teams that, have injuries. But I'm sure that Jazz aren't the only fan base sitting there saying, oh, if we were healthy, the Lakers are saying it, the Nets are saying it, the Nuggets are saying it, you can go down the line. But saying it isn't nearly as much fun as being the team that holds the trophy up at the end. And we're getting there. And four teams still have a shot. Now the Bucks, what are they going to do without Giannis? How long is he out for? What are they going to tell us later today? It didn't look good. Hopefully it's not bad, but it looked bad. And Trey Young, I mean, he it's on the sideline cheering and all that. I mean, it didn't, I don't know, that's season ending for him. Bone bruise, sprained ankle, and all that stuff. It's bad, but. Okay, well, well, horrific. Great, great, and all that. I mean, we got, Get the, healthy. We got the medical uh, standards now. I mean, the, the bottom line is your other guys have to step in and play. That's all that matters. You, you just ran through the whole injury list. That's great. Now it's, it's not about them, it's about the guys who. Well, are it, is there. About, it is about them if they come back. Okay, again, it's about the guys who are there. They're the ones who are going to determine whether you win or lose, not the guys who aren't there. The only thing that matters is, are the guys that are available, do they play well? That's the whole thing. That's what you've got to have. Because they're still keeping score, and the games still count. So you can bemoan... All the injuries. The Clippers have three rotation guys out in an elimination game on the road one. That's what counts. That's the only thing that matters. 
And you have to find a way to do the same thing too. And you didn't get it done. That's what counts. The rest is a bunch of what ifs. Yep. And only losers discuss what ifs. Well, there's going to be 15 losers at the end of the playoffs. As there are every year. And they're going to discuss the what ifs. As there are every single year. Yes. And you've got to find a way to not to be one of them. The bottom line is these guys here who played in place of the injured did not play well enough. That's the issue at hand. That's what matters. The end. Unless you can get your injured guys back. And you're just going to keep going <laughs> on that, man. Well, do you think the Hawks lineup is going to win the championship without Trey Young? I don't know if they're going to win him with Trey Young. Right. But are they going to win it without him? I don't know do that they're think- going to win it with him. Okay, right now they don't have him. So you just told me to stop talking about the injuries, so now I'm not talking about the injuries. He's out. Are these guys good enough? Yes. Yeah, I don't believe that. Obviously. That's why you asked the question. <laughs> that is why I asked the question. <laughs> I mean, you asked the question. And are the Suns going to win it because they stay healthy? No. They're going to win it because they're better than the other team, that their guys played better. Yes, but if they have all their guys. If is for losers, my friend. This is pro it's sports. also for winners. <laughs> if you're healthy, your odds go way up. So, and you can't have guys step in. And the Clippers have. That's what, what matters. Is it going no, to catch up with No, you have to have guys who step in. The, the, the Suns were healthy. They didn't play well enough. So health doesn't guarantee you anything. It doesn't, but it tips the odds in your favor, and that's one of the reasons they're up 3-2. Great. Be careful on that one, though, buddy. Okay. But they <laughs> looked, to, to me, and what do I know, but to me, the Suns looked like they were in a lot of trouble against the Lakers, and then Anthony Davis went down, and they went three in a row. I mean, he'd had two big games. Anthony I don't think Davis always goes down. You got that going the for you. The only time he didn't go down is after they had three freaking months off. Right. And then he had to play for a few games. And then he won the championship. But you're right, it wasn't the grind. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't 100 games. or. So who's doesn't... the fool here? Iron Man, Carl Malone, Anthony Davis. I see no difference between the two. I see a lot. <laughs> so he got injured. Wow, shocked the world. <laughs> and a 36-year-old got hurt. Wow, that hardly ever happens. It happened to Mr. Iron Man himself when he was with the Lakers. I remember him holding his knee. And we act like this is the only time it's happened. I mean, there's been plenty of other times. I know LeBron spoke, and when LeBron speaks, I got Jesus, Moses, and LeBron. I got that. And so when he speaks, that's just the gospel truth, and nobody can question him. It's becoming pretty much an annual occurrence. The playoffs have been impacted by lots of injuries to lots of really good players. So what does it matter? You have to build a roster to overcome those injuries. And we're Boom. shocked here that Mike Conley, if I want to go that way too, and I know we we love our guys and they're the best, and just on and on, and we cheerlead like crazy for him. but that Mike Conley got hurt. Who saw that coming? Pretty much everybody. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I could sit here and be Mr. Nice Guy like you. Yeah, they would have won without injuries. There's just no doubt Don't in my know mind. They would have won without injuries. But if that's the whole thing, you're you're but allowing you know all not sorts going of to, allowance. But you know you're going to with them. I mean, the why the rotation. Has why do to I know be that? I don't concede that. Because if that's the case, they're never going to win with Conley because he's going to be hurt next year, too, if he should resign. And if not him, then somebody else. Last year was Bogdanovich. This year was Conley and half a toe of Mitchell. He played on half a toe. I think it was an ankle, not a toe, but whatever. Well, if it's, you say a leg. So I think it was a, if it was an ankle, why are we saying one leg? Because you can't use the whole leg when the ankle goes. And if you only have one toe, that makes it even more difficult. <laughs> okay, just making stuff up. The point is there's going to be injuries next year. And we're going to say next year. How many years in a row are we going to keep saying this? Well, Jazz fans are doing math right now. 41, 41, 43 years in a row. Yeah, that's not good. You've got to find a way to get better production out of the players you have. And that was the issue. Because you're assuming Conley would have been all that. Man, there's a lot of assumption I have to go. Once I go with the injury, I have to just keep going and going and going. I can't just stop there. because You can because you make it. Well, we had him. Boom, we were good. Now now we have to assume he stays healthy. We have to assume he plays well. Blah, 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 blah. you got to assume a lot. Yes. I'd rather the teams who win don't assume anything. They right. win. But from the start, we never knew for sure they were going to win. We don't I mean, know anybody's going to, going to win. Right. So that's, so we that's were not already, news. We are already making a bunch of assumptions. Whether they're healthy or not, we were making assumptions. As we do with every team. Right. So, so that's, we, not, that's not news. Well, we threw a bunch of ifs out there. I, you did, not me. You actually <laughs> did also. No, no, I did not. Okay. I want better play out of the players that I have. That's why they lost. Role guys couldn't get it done. And somebody else's role guys did get it done. That's what I would say. That's an excellent And I think analysis. that if you go to how did they get those role guys, they won on the buyout market. Then went on the buyout market. Right. The Jazz picked up Ilya Silva, and they picked up Batum and Reggie Jackson. And Batum and Reggie Jackson came through for him against the Jazz. Are they going to come through for him against the Suns? What difference does that make? I can't guarantee you. But that's where... I think Reggie Jackson has been coming through. Batum has been playing as well. Batum. See what you did there. But Reg, R. Jack has. <laughs> Mr. June. R. Jack. Will he be Mr. July? So that's what it boils down to. you gotta, you got to find money players who aren't afraid of the moment. And if they make a bad pass, don't put their head down. And like, oh, here we go. I'm playing poorly. Woe is me. That's what I saw. You got to find gamers who can raise their game in those situations. Not take a hit. That that was the problem. Sure, injuries were an issue, but that's not unique to you. What was unique to you is some of your role guys who played well in the regular season didn't play well in the playoffs. That was what was unique to you. Is that unique to you, or is that unique to everyone getting knocked out? Well, the, the people who are listening to us care about that. They don't care about uh, Denver. that uh, Denver got knocked out or Portland got knocked out. 
it doesn't matter. So sure, I get your point, but we're talking to people who care about this team. And it's it, whether it's unique to them doesn't matter. The fact that it happened to them is what matters. Is once you go injury, then you're saying they would have won. And yeah, I think they would have won too, but what does it matter? Hell, I want to cheerlead too. I want to be popular. I well, want then, people to like me. Well, then stick with the. Uh, <laughs> I think they would have won I'm because we stick don't with really the truth. We don't know that they would have. I'm won. going to stick we, with the truth as I see it. That's we, what I'm going to stick we with. We don't know that healthy Jazz team would have won. Hope they would have. Think they had a chance to, but we didn't know healthy Jazz team was going to win. Obviously, that's why they play the games. Cameron says the Jazz blew their best chance at a title. Let's just say it. Injuries killed us, but it feels like little to no adjustments were made, and that cost us What does that mean, best chance? What are we talking about? This year, uh, historically, this group? What does best chance mean? Because I've heard that from multiple people. Well, if you go literally, best, I mean, best means ever, better than 97, 98, better than other 60-win teams. I think there were one or two other 60-win teams. Um, or at least we're at that pace. Yeah, I, I mean, think this their best chance was uh, when Jordan was out. Because you weren't beating Jordan. We don't, we don't have to go if on that. He went 6-0 and in the finals. That's not an if. So then 95, when they had a 60-win team. Yeah. And they had to lead in Game 5 against the Rockets, who were the defending champs, and eventually repeated. And in the last five minutes, the 10-point lead vaporized. Yeah, that, that clearly was your best chance in my mind. Plant the flag on 95. And if you want to go on that one, whatever you want to go, it's your opinion. So I, mean, I can't argue one way or the other. I can debate, I guess, but I can't, uh, I can't win any argument there because that's all it is. It's just, just opinions, which is the essence of sports radio in a synopsis anyway. So that's what makes it fun. You can't win. I can't win. I can't lose. You can't lose. So you believe this or that, and that's great. That's all fun discussion it doesn't much matter but i don't know if it's the best chance because oh maybe i will accept best chance to date because i'm not one of these uh fatalists either because i believe this team can compete next year and come back better and be better equipped no matter who's healthy and who isn't healthy next year because there's never been 37-year-olds leading teams to titles. Well, we just don't know what's around the corner. And watching the, the Hawks this season, watching the Suns, I mean, a year ago we could have, a year ago, two years ago, you could have never predicted that this was going to be around the corner for the Suns. So you don't know what's coming. I can predict that the Jazz are going to be in contention next year if Conley comes back. I assume there'll be other additions and subtractions to the roster, which I have no idea what they're going to be. But hopefully they're going to improve the depth. Uh, I believe they will. So I, I actually have a ton of optimism going forward for next season. Because Mitchell, if he was on a, a broken ankle or whatever the hell he had, man, wow, that was awesome. Imagine what he can... He'll be the greatest player ever. <laughs> if I... If I concede that he played on one leg, which I don't, but if I did, then he's going to be the greatest player ever. Because look what he did on one leg. 
So it stands to reason with one leg, once he has two, he just doubles it. Wow. Oh, my gosh. They're going to go 16 really, and zero. That's really not how that works. <laughs> because I don't concede that he played on one leg. So you're right. That's exactly not You don't how think it works. he was limited by his injury? I don't think he played on one leg. I can repeat it if you didn't hear me. I don't think he played on one leg. And I didn't say, did he play on one leg? I said, do you think he, he was didn't limited? He said he by played on one leg like 20 times last I week. I just said, do Come you on, think Yacht, he was back limited? Me up. Do you think he was limited by his injury? I think he was highly effective. I don't. I'm not a doctor. I agree. He was I'm highly not a doctor. effective. I don't know. I, don't I agree. Know. He was highly effective. I, he, I, if he says he was, then he was. That's uh, all that matters. Okay. If he says he was, then he was. That's the, not my point. My point is, it when he gets healthy, stands to reason that production would increase. So there's if and we all we both agree on that. So if he's if he says he was impacted, which he clearly was, then when he's healthy. Could 100%. he do even more? He's go- he's going to. I think he's so going too. to. So, which seems absurd to say on the surface not, because not at to me. Thirty nine and nine, he's off the charts. Not. It uh, doesn't seem absurd to me. I believe this guy is going to be an all timer. I believe that Stephen Smith got run for saying he's the best right now, and maybe it's outlandish because he's in his fourth year. But when he's in his fifteenth year, he, if he's played fifteen years for this franchise, I believe yes, that's highly probable that he will be the best of all time i believe in this kid as much or more than anybody so that's the point i'm making my optimism for next season is him being healthy and just natural improvement from 24 to 25 is going to occur no matter what just the fact that he's going to come back He's alive (laughs) if he sat and eat doritos all summer he's going to be better next season because he's going to go from 24 to 25. So my optimism for next season is centered around him. Because we're sitting here discussing depth, and clearly depth has played a role, or depth or lack of depth, has played a role for a lot of teams in this postseason. But historically, when we go to postseasons, we don't look at depth. We usually look at who's got the best star, which star can elevate his game. I think that's changing. Think the nature of the five out, nobody in, everybody handles the ball, and who yeah, do they leave and help a on? Terrence Mann can be a factor. Years ago, Terrence Mann is not a factor. The three point is not a factor. You look at the great Celtics and Lakers teams; they're taking three, four, five pointers, three pointers a game. Yeah. So, that yes, exactly as you just said it, and you understand the game better than I do. And that that sums it up as to why you need these guys. It has become baseball in a sense where these no-name dudes come up with runners on and come through. And you didn't expect it. And that's what the unexpected is one of the beauties of sports. And Terrence Mann in Game 6 was clearly the unexpected. Now it happened against you so you don't view it as a beauty. And that's the problem. You did your your team right now in the postseason didn't have a player capable of doing what Terrence Mann did. Terrence Mann himself is not capable of doing it that much. But he did it on a night yes. that really mattered. And you don't have anybody or didn't have anybody with the injuries who was capable of doing that. So all this enormous pressure was on. A kid like Mitchell, and he came through with flying colors, but he didn't have help. He didn't have a Terrence man. He didn't have a Reggie Jackson. 
that can just repeatedly hit big shots and the solid play of a Batum. And even Morris, you got to give Morris credit, man. He drives me nuts. But you've got to you got to say he he can play. He can't play every game. That's why he's a role player. But he can come up and do something for you. And that's I, I'm now in the four guys with the Clippers to where they offset Kawhi Leonard of all people, who's recognized as one of the top two or three two way players in the game. They went two and zero without him. No big deal because of these role guys. So that's what you got to do because Mitchell's going to come back. Mitchell already is a beast. He's even going to be beastier in the coming years because I, I don't think he's in his prime. So I have all sorts of optimism for this team going forward because of somebody like Mitchell. He's under contract, what, for the next three or four years? And he's just, he's really just, I don't want to say he's scratching the surface because I think that he's shown a lot already, but I will say he's coming into his own. And the consistency and the greatness that we saw is what we're going to see. And we're going to see it in the postseason. The regular season, eh, Okay, just get get through it. But in the postseason, we're going to see him really, really stand out like we did. With the injury that he had, he still was just incredible. So it's going to get even better. So they got to find a way to get some gamers that won't wilt in the postseason. Like the Clippers have. I mean, you can point to the buyouts, and that's great. But Morris was there. Terrence Mann was there. Zubats was there. Those guys weren't buyouts. Because once you introduce the buyouts, oh, well, they were going to go there. And what you're saying is, we can't help it. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You got to find a way. No excuses, man. You want to win? No excuses. That's what it's about. And is it harder? Sure. I get it. It's harder to do. You still got to do it. If you want to win at all, and they do want to win it all. I believe that. We all believe that. They're going to have to find a way to get that done. And I believe they can. I think the closer you get to getting it done, the easier it is to win on the buyout market. Because I think that's what those guys are looking for. They're looking for a chance to win. They're looking for a chance to play in a spotlight. And in a lot of cases, not every case, but in a lot of cases, they're looking for a chance to use that postseason as a springboard to another deal. And it looks like Reggie's going to do it. Yeah, but I have no idea what Reggie Jackson was looking for because it wasn't this season. It was a year ago. Yeah, but what was Batum looking for? Okay, you can go to him. Right. Yeah. He's one guy. But and, I don't, and what Batum was, is way down the list what was of Blake, guys I worry about on the Clippers. What was Blake Griff looking for? And I get that. But I think you ought to have a good team that's eight or nine deeps so when you go to the buyout market. You're not looking for a starter because you're right. Then you're going to get a guy who's way down the list and he's probably not going to be good enough for that role. But are guys 9, 10, 11, are you using those for kind of young guys on their way up? Or do you need veterans who are tested and have been in the playoffs before? Uh, Reggie Jackson's been in the playoffs before. Terrence Mann hasn't. You're right. He hasn't. (laughs) And he hit. But you already got those. I want gamers, man. But you've got those kind of guys on your roster. You've got young guys on the way up who haven't done it. Now, they didn't do it. Some of them didn't really would tell you, well, I didn't really get a chance to do it because you didn't think I could. Well, uh, 
You're talking Neone to, uh, got to play. Oh, I, didn't Brantley, know, I didn't know you were talking to Clippers Brantley or Jazz. didn't. You know, who would have been in the Jazz's oh, None of those guys man. were. That was part of the issue yeah. between, in management, that they weren't developing the guys. And then and the Tribune uh, had a phenomenal yeah. story. They did great reporting on it. It wasn't really news to people who've been around, but it was to the general public. And so they did, those guys did a great, great piece on that. Go look it up. Great reporting by those guys. And they talked about how one wanted you to develop, the other guys didn't think they the, they were good enough. The, yeah, yeah, and he's charged with winning games. You can see why there would be a difference of opinion because if I'm charged with winning games, I got to win games. Uh, so I, I get the conflict there. Uh, unfortunately, maybe I, mean, I think I could be wrong because I'm not a basketball talent evaluator by any stretch. It seems that they got like five, six guys on the bench that just sit there. Yeah, and really don't do a whole. Well, and I think and that goes to the essence. I don't know that they have promised either. That goes to the essence of what you're just talking about in the trip story. Whereas you look at the Clippers, and at different times you can say, "Well, guy ten, eleven, or twelve contributed." Not every night, certainly, but they got something out of this guy. Now that's its own trick, and Ty Lue probably deserves more credit because you, you can't keep twelve guys happy. Well, he kept them happy enough. I mean, behind the scenes, they could be pretty bitter. Any any player could be thinking, I should be playing more. But Ty Lue and that coaching staff, and then the, the player leadership probably to some degree too, when guys aren't contributing, they didn't blow things up and have some meltdown. And then when their chance came, maybe not every night, but on some night, they seized it. And a guy 10, 11, or 12. And the Jazz didn't get anything out of a guy 10, 11, or 12. Back to your point about you're going to have injuries. It sucks. It wrecks a lot of teams, but some teams have fought through it, at least to date. It may, the injuries may still wreck them, but you list all the guys. I mean, I don't know if you want to run through the whole Laker. Has they got, has Patrick Patterson kept him afloat? Should I be counting him or not? No. No, he ain't got anything. You're talking speaking right. of the Clippers? Yeah, he's not. He doesn't play. Yeah. So, but he's George, a vet. Been George for Leonard, a long time. Morris, Beverly, Ibaka, Rondo, Zubak. Kennard, Batum, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, I'm 11 guys deep. DeMarcus Cousins, I'm 12 guys deep. Yeah, you got to put Cousins on that list. Right. There have been stretches where he's given them 10 good minutes. Last night, or yeah. last game, I should say. Right. Yeah, sure. So if you just line up how many guys contribute for the Jazz at some point and how many contribute for the Clippers. Oh, especially when we're just talking postseason, too. Well, that's what's fresh in our mind. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that and that's why I was, was going a serious on issue. I can't remember. No, him. he hasn't played. Yeah, you can just look up the stats and see that GPS. Is okay, like, it's not. So then it's eleven. Yeah. Uh, they have a guy at the end of the bench, Jay Scrub. Who? Who must get jo- jokes about him being a scrub? Never heard of him. Me neither. He's a twenty-year-old kid on a two-way contract. Where's he from? I'll have to click. Keep on an him. eye on him. Okay. Okay. Is I think oh, going, he went to high school. You know who knows him? Donovan probably knows something about him because he went to Trinity High School in Louisville, Kentucky. He's a second-round pick. I think going forward, those types of players are going to be even more important. The two-way? Not necessarily the two-way. The, the end of the bench guys. Oh, okay. Because I think that, and this is just me, and I don't have any analytical studies to back this up whatsoever, but it just seems like the league top to bottom has you can argue that it has more talent than ever 
You know, particularly with all the foreign guys and all. Foreign guys now come over, and if they succeed, they, we don't really bat an eyelash. You know, if they succeed the level of Doncic, we're extremely impressed, obviously. But we're the, not even shocked by that. The basketball world has really, really grown. And so you can get these guys that have a skill set. And now shooting has taken on such a high level of skill set. So they can come in and stand in a corner and make 10 threes in a game, which is outrageous. You, you, you wouldn't have ever have heard that back when, but you hear about it now. So you've got to find a way to find those guys because they're out there, man. They are definitely out there. And you just named a bunch off the Clipper roster, and they're out there. And I think that's what this team needs. Find a way to find some of those guys who basically can sit around for a good while but get called upon and get hot and really take the pressure off a kid like Mitchell who has a, a tremendous burden and he carries it so well. He needs some help. He needs some role dudes. Maybe guys we never even heard of. Like a Royce O'Neal we never heard of, really. until And that's a great example, although he's a higher role player. I'm not even talking to his level of role player because – He's he's oh, he's a starter. He's now. a very high role player. He's a starter, and clearly, when we're naming Clippers and we're getting you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve deep, you're talking about guys who not only aren't starters, they aren't even rotation guys. They're going to have to sit for long stretches sometimes, yeah. But then they're not going to be divisive and nightmares. I mean, the Clippers just went through that the year before, right? That's all we heard. They, they had said. to change over the roster. The chemistry sucked. They changed the coaching staff. They changed well, the head that, coach. That's an issue if you bring in these veterans you're talking about because it's obvious in your comments that that's what you're slanted toward. But there that, also comes with some baggage, too. Abs- there's a huge risk. Whereas the young dude is grateful more, to be there. Right. More likely to be yeah. keep grinding. Or maybe, maybe we're off base here and it's on this coach to develop those guys. And maybe they have some of those guys, but they weren't developed. I'm not or, sure what or, that answer is. Or they have them and they just aren't there yet. Well, that's what developing is. Right. That's but the there's still gotta be there's still gotta be an arc. And when it comes to But they gotta play. They're not they're never gonna get there unless they don't play. Then who are you sitting? Who should have been out? Well, Gosh, look at see, yeah. some of the guys who didn't produce in the playoffs. I mean, two or three of them didn't do what they were capable of doing. That's why I, st- I still believe in my essence that this so, team is close. It's not that far away. Because I'm not asking for stars. I'm asking for some role players to up their game in the case of injury. And if you have Mike Conley on your roster, you're probably going to have an injury because he doesn't play that many games. Six years now. And I want him back. I hope he resigns. 56 games, 69 games, 12, 70, 41, and 51. That number doesn't figure to get a lot bigger at the age of 34. No. So the, if you got the, uh, what, the 69-game year or the 70-game year next year, you'd be ecstatic. Well, postseason. Yeah. I want postseason. Right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Question of the day, part two. Mull it over. How much does small market Milwaukee winning the ship help the Jazz? We'll get to that next. Stay with us.